Welcome back to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Friday, May 25th, 2018. If this is your first time tuning into the Between the Dream podcast, thank you so much. Welcome aboard. I hope that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. If this is not your first time and you've been here before, thank you so much for being consistent with me. I so appreciate it and I'm happy to have you back. For those of you all that don't know and those of you all that do, the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. Fibersoul is apparel that speaks life. And of course, you know you can get 15% off of your first order by using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. It's actually time for me to re-up, so I'll be doing the same thing. Make sure you go check out Fibersoul.com for all of your latest gear. So listen, as we continue to push this wheel forward with Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I want to go ahead and talk about a topic that... Part of it is trendy, but for me, it's not trendy. It's something that I've noticed for a while, that many people have noticed for a while. And I actually did a um, Instagram. Uh, I do my IG stories every morning, and I did an Instagram story on this the other morning. I thought the topic was important because it's something that I've noticed a lot of. I think that we noticed a portion of it this week, um, and actually a little bit last weekend as well, with the shooting that took place in Santa Fe, not too far outside of Houston, Texas. And um, with that shooting, there was a portion that was discussed talking about how the young man who shot up the school, um, the student that he killed was actually a girl that he had been aggressive with and that had turned him down and that he was uh, uh, hurt and upset about it and whatnot. And it really brought this idea for me of a topic that I think we see a lot. And like I said, sometimes it can be trendy, but I think it's very important beyond the trend to get down to the nitty gritty, which is toxic masculinity. And for me, how this plays a huge role in mental health. Now, I'm going to break this down with a little bit of my theory and psychology on this, um, but then also kind of run over some facts as well. Um, I think before this becomes a huge mental health issue, we first see it as a big emotional health issue, right? And from the emotions that are stirred and that go unchecked for such a long period of time, it truly does become a mental health issue. And I'm going to break this down. So, What is toxic masculinity? Some people know. Some might actually genuinely want to know, right? Toxic masculinity is a lot. A lot of it has to do with the masculine norms um, that we see in today's society and that we've seen um, narrative wise over the years. Right. So when you think of the idea of boys will be boys as justification for certain things that men and young men do, um, that narrative isn't always right. Now, one, one thing that we need to understand is that toxic. Toxic masculinity, when we talk about it, it is in no way, shape, or form meant to demonize um, the the attributes of men or males when it comes to things that just make men men from a standpoint of, you know, being protectors, providers, being, you know, confident individuals and loving individuals. It's not meant to demonize certain male attributes. However, What it does do is check traditional male gender norms that restrict and allow, um, that restrict what I think are allowable 
emotions for boys and men. Um, and this is actually the definition that you pull from Webster's as well when it talks about restricting allowable emotions from boys and men, right? And so when I went into the IG story with this the other day, um, I talked a lot about how there are certain things that you see when it comes to toxic masculinity. There are norms that are taught by fathers and uncles to young boys. The OG on the block who, you know, you got a lot of kids who don't have their father around in, in different hoods around America. And they're taught by men on the street, the men who are basically like the end all be all in their communities and in their neighborhoods. And a lot of it has to do with this notion that boys will be boys. And when we look at the toxic masculinity, we, we see things like individuals that try and seek out dominance, right? Um, there's a limitation um, where a lot of times the emotions are limited to arrogance and anger. or and, and, and unfortunately, what that does is stem out into a few other areas as well, right? Um, for, for, for those men who grow up to become violent individuals who become very cocky. And we're going to break all of those down in a minute. A lot of this stems from this toxic masculinity, right? Where we are taught that men can't cry, that you have to man up, that anything that shows emotion is bad, right? That it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be competitive to the point where you cause hurt and pain on somebody else. Uh, even a, poor, a, a big part of to toxic masculinity is bullying in itself, right? And like I said, one of the things that we notice is that it starts from this emotional, because it's crazy, toxic masculinity, as much as it tries to prohibit certain emotions, one of the things that we notice with toxic masculinity is that it literally stems from the very thing that it tries to prohibit just on the opposite end and in the wrong way. And so I think this is very important because after so long of being emotionally wounded by this false narrative, by the nonsense that that uh, comes with toxic masculinity, what we then start to see are traits and uh, and attributes that later on become genuine mental health issues, right? Genuine mental health issues that not only damage the men, but they damage the women in the relationships that they're in with, whether it's just uh, a simple long-term romantic dating relationship or a marriage. It can definitely be detrimental when we talk about parenthood. You have a lot of men who they end up getting married, they have children, and next thing you know, there is the toxic masculinity that is now spewed to their sons, right, or to their daughters. These things are so important, and we've got to be able to talk about them. What are some of the traits that come and stem from the toxic masculinity long-term that can lead to mental and emotional issues? We talk about violence, right? The need for emotional control, Individuals who are controlling, who are narcissistic, the pursuit of social status. Now, you see this one a lot, right? When you were in high school or in college, the the popular jocks who always needed to be at the top. Maybe they weren't a jock. Maybe they were the, 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 the guy who always had social status when it came to materialism. Um, there are so many levels to this when we talk about social status. Depression is actually, believe it or not, Listen, every out, outward appearance has so much internal emotional baggage stored up with it. So believe it or not, 
A lot of men who deal with toxic masculinity are walking around depressed and the majority of them don't even know it. They will be in denial about it. They will say it's not them. They will tell you that this is not the case. But this is actually one of the biggest attributes that come with toxic masculinity when we talk about mental health issues that uh, end up uh, ensuing over a period of time stress substance abuse um image issues right men become so consumed with what they look like what they sound like how they are the machoism right everybody's got to be the tough guy everybody wants to be the apex predator everybody wants to be the alpha male and the alpha male has to let his dominance be known. These are all signs of toxic masculinity. Now, I get that we all have character traits. I get that we all have different things. Some of us take the reins differently from others. However, there comes a point in time to where what we see now is that everybody, well, not everybody, because I, I hate putting that, that stereotype on everybody, but a lot of men want to let it be known that they are the alpha. They want to make sure that they point out men who are betas, or they want to point out the sigma or the omega, whatever the case might be. But a lot of times, guys want to be the alpha dog. And this isn't every man, but this is a lot of men. And one of the parts that I, I take so much issue with this on is the fact that a lot of these men who want to show that portion of themselves, man, look, the loudest ones, the ones that bark the most tend to be the softest ones when it comes to breaking beyond the surface, when it comes to getting past all of this. It's so much hurt and it's so it's a mask. It's a facade that has been worn for so long. Right. And, and guys, unfortunately, what we tend to see in today's society is excuses being made for it time and time again. Going back to the notion of boys will be boys. Now, this is cute because we say this when our, our our little boys are growing up and they're wrestling and tussling in the park when they're four and five years old. But then we allow boys will be boys to continue to transpire once they're 12 to 15 and they're bullying classmates in, 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 in grammar school and high school. Boys will be boys. They were just roughhousing. And then... What happens when they become adults, right? When they're full-blown womanizers, right? We're praising them for these actions. We're praising them because they get every woman that they want or they've got all of the materialistic things or they're in the workplace and they don't understand responsibility and harassment ensues or, come on, when they get to a point where now they're uncontrollable and rape is a norm for them. Like, if we can just be real like y'all know I don't like to BS on my podcast I don't like to BS in conversation in general and we're gonna have this talk right the boys will be boys notion is okay until we've we've realized that we've created a monster that we have for so long allowed these ridiculous social norms that in and it's not just men that praise it it I mean I've seen women as well who talk about the idea that real men don't cry that real 
men do make comments uh, uh, about degrading comments about other women, whether behind closed doors or in public. Yo, to be completely honest with you, that's not what a real man is. A real man is not one who's not in tune with his emotions. It's not the one who can go out and and pull any woman he want and brag about it, break hearts. A real man is not the one who has to go around angry all the time. A real man is not a man who has to constantly let it be known how dominant he is. A real man is not someone who feels like he has to put his hands on his woman. A real man is not someone who takes these same toxic ideologies and implements them and instills them into his son only to create the same problem at a greater rate as they move forward. None of these things speak to what the trait of a real man is. And if you want to get technical or biblical, that is not what the Bible says a real man is. That is not what what we need to look at as an example of a real man, because truthfully, everything that we have put out there is a problem that over an extended period of time that goes unchecked becomes the very issue that we shake our head at when we look at issues like what took place in Santa Fe. When we look at things like what takes place in society nowadays, and whether it's on the side of sports, whether it's the conversation of mental health, whether it's our government, guys, what we look at is toxic masculinity. A lot of what we see on a day-to-day when it comes to the abuse, the neglect, the shaming, the rape culture, it's toxic masculinity, and it needs to be addressed. Now, I am a firm believer because I've seen it with my own two eyes, that there is a culture of men out here who know what it is to be a, a real man, who understands that men can be in tune with their emotions, who understand that, men, look, crying is a form of release, and it's better for you to cry and get those feelings out than to become a basket case that is uncontrollable, that becomes homicidal, that becomes suicidal, that becomes uh, uh, the, the, the individual that unleashes domestic abuse at, at a rate that is not only alarming, but but it's, it's troubling to say the least. Guys, and, and, and I truly believe that there are men out here who, who walk a different path, who live a different life, who have challenged the social norm on what we've been told is manhood and what is not. Definitely when we talk about the wave of today's media, what we see in 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 books, what we see um in videos, in movies, in music videos, in, in our day-to-day encounters, that's not manhood. A lot of what we see is just a facade. That is not manhood. Manhood is, look, it's is patient because a lot of what, what we got to understand, a lot of manhood for me, um, it, it flows back to what Ephesians talked about love is. I feel like for me personally, when you look at manhood, a lot of manhood is love and it hasn't been taught in that way. Manhood for me has not been taught in a way where we see love that takes place. Manhood is patient. Manhood is kind. Yes, look, we know that we can beat on our chest all day long and we're pumped with testosterone. But even beyond all of that, what traits do you carry internally, right? When it comes to your emotions, when it comes to you spiritually, when it comes to how you understand things, I truly believe that there are men out there who have been able to challenge what they've been taught as manhood and understand that this is not it, that there's so much more to it than what meets the eye, than this very vague 
idea that's been presented for so long, unfortunately, by our forefathers, by the men who've come before us. And so I got a few quick points and I'm getting out of your hair with this, because like I said, this can become very deep rooted deeply rooted mental and emotional health issues specifically mental health issues right and so one of the things that I think we've got to do um, for us men who have been in a space to where we know what it's like to be a man to to truly walk in a, a space of valor and in dignity and integrity we have got to we've got a responsibility we have a responsibility to not only challenge the narratives and the norms ourselves but to challenge the narratives and the norms with our brothers one of the things that i think about all the time is that look men do a horrible job like we can tell women all day long how to be a woman for a man but i notice this struggle when it comes to men who can't seem to hold their fellow men accountable. You can tell a woman what she needs to do as a woman to be prepared, but it, the crazy part is, is that those same men who do this for women, like it's like you have no message for the men. We can tell women what they need to do to be ready and prepared, but here it is, we're preparing them for men that aren't even there because the men have not been addressed. They've gone unchecked. So we've got to start bringing balance. Ooh, Thanos finger snap. We've got to start bringing balance back to this 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 scope, because one of the things that we see is that men have realized for so long how how much money is invested when it comes to being able to speak to the heart of a woman. But guess what? There it look ain't no money when it comes to being able to speak to men to helping them be men. It look and you shouldn't be looking for it. I get it. Look, all of these male relationship coaches out here who got a word for women, all of these men who can tell women what they need. Listen, unfortunately, when it comes to doing the hard work and holding your brothers accountable, there isn't much money invested into it. But you know what is life safety, integrity, a better world that look and those things bring about greater wealth. Look, I, I get it. You, you, We've seen how how profitable the market is and writing Steve Harvey esque type of books and being able to tell women all the secrets to men. But unfortunately, a lot of those secrets are still taught on the false narrative of what manhood is. No shade to anybody out there. I'm, all I'm simply saying is this, is that even with all of the stuff that men are teaching women, you're still teaching women on this narrative of manhood. You're teaching them on the, the narrative of toxic masculinity. So at the end of the day, all we've done is taught women how to confide in something that is still toxic and that can still lead to mental and emotional issues. And I believe that it's up to us men who have a greater understanding of our emotions, of being in tune with things greater than ourselves, getting past that macho man mentality. Yo, we got to hold our brothers accountable. We can no longer say that we are our brother's keeper, but we are not keeping our brothers in check. We can no longer sit up here and declare how we are, are, are so great, but, but we are lacking in the responsibility of being able to challenge our brothers in the narratives and in the norms and helping them see a greater light. 
And for the men who find themselves in the space, like, look, I mean, because I've grown up in the toxic masculinity as well. And there have been so many things that I've had to correct and change and learn and grow with. And I just want to let you all know there is no condemnation and it's not too late to change. Guys, you might have grown up in a space where you've been taught some of the wrong things or a lot of the wrong things or whatever the case might be. But I'm here to let you know that change is possible and you deserve that. And I think that we have to come together as men to be able to discuss this. A lot of what I see when it comes to men walking around with this toxic masculinity, when it comes to this facade of manhood, when it comes to the macho man syndrome, when it comes to everybody wanting to be the apex predator or the alpha male, is that underneath all of that, underneath those masks, is is a is a is a little boy who never truly got a chance to be a little boy. Because he was so consumed with this false ideology of what manhood was. And he sought that out, but never truly got a chance to understand. Never got a chance to express different things that were done and said to him as a child. Never got a chance to really address some of the actions and things that had taken place when it comes to men being raped and molested. When it comes to men having to deal with that domestic, there is so much hurt and pain under this facade. And we've got a responsibility to help our brothers and for those brothers who are in these spaces and who have gone for so long without saying anything, I just want to let you know you are like a volcano literally allowing lava to build. And at any given moment when you tick, when you are triggered, you can and will explode and it will do nothing but bring damage and hell to individuals who don't deserve it. So we've got some work to do. We've got to start challenging ourselves and we've got to address this because, like I said, over a period of time, it becomes depression. It becomes abuse physically, verbally, mentally, emotionally. But then also when it comes to substances, we find men who go through so many issues. And the the unfortunate part is, is that when these issues arise, many times they are in denial of them. And so we've got to do a better job of teaching our men. And then, of course, look, our young men are so impressionable right now. We have got to do a better job of being able to reach them where they are in this space. So even if it's not your son, listen, be a mentor and allow your life as a man who has truly been able to walk in a very healthy place of masculinity to help these other young men see it and then be a living, walking example. And I know a lot of times we say it's harder for older men to change, but I truly believe that our example can still be set and we can still help. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. If you got any questions, make sure you hit me up. Richard.TaylorJr. on Instagram. Richard L. Taylor Jr. on Facebook. You can hit my website, richardtaylorjr.com. Don't forget the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And today's topic does focus around mental health. I think it's important that we address some of these things that are taboo and, and not just address it, but start to make the changes. So this is why I brought the conversation of toxic masculinity. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your opinion. If you find yourself in a position where this is you, you got, look, you got a brother right here who's willing to help you. And I know a bunch of other great men who would be willing to do the same thing as well. Don't forget that this whole idea of between the dream is the process. And as you go through this process right now, your life is not over. As you go through this process and you start to see some of the ugly or indifferent things about yourself, 
This isn't the end for you. This is the end of a road, but this can be the beginning of something so great and so beautiful and something so needed for you. I love you guys and I want to see you win in everything you do. Till Monday. Peace.